Rolling and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew for Thursday, September uh, 30th, 2021. On today's episode, we got uh, uh, we got some miners uh, stuck at the at the bottom of uh, some kind of well. Six miners at the bottom of the hole, cause you know it ain't gay if you stuck in the hole for three days. Cause you know it's a journey, journey, the home is jerking off six ways. And now we miners jerking off in the hole. Okay, what? Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew for Thursday, this never-ending podcast. The never-ending podcast with the uh, unending... What? Uh, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew for Thursday, September 30th, 2020. What the fuck's going on with you? How the fuck's going on? How are you? Thank you so much for being here, and I hope that you are doing well. Let's start off the show with a little bit of... Uh, I didn't plug my piano again, so I forgot we got a little bit of... Uh, how was my motherfucking week? How was my motherfucking week? Uh, whoa, let's stick that back. Let's stick that back up there. Okay, how was my week? I hope you had a good week. Last time we checked in on Monday, we were uh, talking about the weekend, and now it's the, the now or uh, on my weekend. Now it's the how was my week? You know, it's been busy. I hope you've been busy too. It's Thursday. You know, we're uh, we're almost there. It's uh, one more day to the weekend, and everybody's working for the weekend. <clears throat> As fucking Triumph or, or um, one of those... Is that Triumph or no? Who the fuck sings everybody's working for the weekend? Everybody's working for the weekend. What a proletariat anthem. <laughs> okay, so um, let's see. What do we got here? Uh, how was my week? My week was pretty good. Um, I've just been chipping away at school here. I had a uh, a coaching session. For my career, because we got to get a, uh, we're getting like a um, internship or whatever next semester. So I got to figure out, you know, get my resume together, get my cover letter together, get all that shit together. And and then we got this guy, Shem, who's like the executive producer of the uh, Roz and Mocha show. So uh, yeah, shout out to all my school homies too. <laughs> Everybody was saying this week, uh, we were talking about podcasts and a lot of my people who go to school listen to this podcast. And there's someone said, or I think it was Brady who's just like, uh, like I just wait every week to see if I made it on the podcast this week <laughs> or some shit like that. Cause I go hard on some of these motherfuckers, man. Like there's some kids in this class that it's just like, bro, how the fuck you like, you are a complete failure of the Ontario education system. <laughs> like I ain't going to be naming names on that one, but there are kids, children in this class who it's just like, how the fuck did you, you graduated high school and you, and you write like that? Like, how the fuck, this no zeros thing, like, these kids, man, these fucking, uh, you know, when in the 90s, bro, you just straight up failed. There was kids, it's like, yeah, there's fucking Curtis. This is his third time trying grade five. Like, he's really fucking trying. <laughs> but now, Curtis, he just goes right on through, and they give him a fucking accommodations, and they go, well, Curtis can't, he can't sit still, so he's just gonna have to interrupt the fucking class this whole time. And it's like, well, fucking Curtis, man, like, you, bro, you, you know, back in the day, capitalism dictates that you fucking push a broom. <laughs> I guess I can't also be anti-capitalist and then be like, you be like, fend for yourself if you, if you can't conform to society. But that being said, some of these fucking kids that I go to school with, it's like, Jesus, fuck, man. And I only have one in-person class and that's, that's as much as I need, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need I'm really happy I've been able to do this fucking diploma completely online in this room here because it's nice there's sometimes 
man, if if it's my turn to talk is done and now there's a bunch of dummies coming up, like I'm sorry, like I'm going, I'm not, I'm out of here. I'm leaving this room and, and, and it's night and I'm going to go work on something else, work on other homework. I'm going to go maybe fucking rip a doobie out on the balcony. Uh, you know, I might do a little yoga. I might do a little 10 minute yoga with Adrienne while this fucking dummy talks, <laughs> you know, who knows? And if I were to have to be there, I think I would, I would be banging my head against the desk, you know, listening to these, these, these children, these literal children. And it's so the bell curve, it's nice for me. Cause the bell curve is like pretty decent. Like on my end, like they're just like expecting just basic, like, you know, competency of the English language. Not even that some of these writing and it's all writing. And I see who got made it to second year. And it's just like, well, fuck man. What is the point of having a 4.0 GPA even, <laughs> you know, like I'm losing faith in the system. Who gives a fuck? You get 90, you get four, it's fucking 50, whatever. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> but I mean, that's not to besmirch the program itself. I think it's more of an indictment on the education system as a whole. Um, <laughs> but anyways, because school is going good. I had my coaching session and I just kind of saw, I used that as like a job interview because I actually applied for a job at the Roz and Mocha show, but, and I told him that and he said he had 750 applicants for that job. One other cool thing about the Rosin Mocha show and or Kiss 92.5, which is the big top 40 station here in Toronto. I've actually worked for Kiss 92.5 as a sound guy before. I did sound for Chromio and I did sound for Loud Luxury. Like I was the fucking front of house live sound reinforcement technician. And I told Shem that and we had actually met before. We chilled and we had a beer together at the after the Loud Luxury show. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't remember or whatever. And I'm like, yo, it's all good. But I was like, this is my opportunity. I get 15 minutes with this guy. Like, I'm going to sell myself as hard as I absolutely can. Like, I want to work in a major market or at least get an internship and just get my foot in the door. Like, Roz and Mocha show is the biggest morning show in the country. You know, if I can fucking get in or at least get on the radar or the producer of that show, then why wouldn't I? So I told him, I was like, you know, this is my interest. This is what I do, blah, blah, blah. And he seemed to have a peaked interest in my own shit. And then he asked me if... If I was good with video content and, uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, we're, 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 I don't know what I'm allowed to say here. Nobody's got, I don't have a job. Obviously this is not some acting bullshit, but you know, there, there's things coming up where the people of my skill set might be a valuable, um, usage to this radio station. I don't know, whatever the fuck. So I'm going to be, uh, keeping on the horizon for that, man. Also, don't worry. I'm never going to quit doing stand up. Never going to quit doing stand-up. This is just a new uh, supplementary thing, you know? I was of the mindset that, because like the, when I came up in stand-up, it was just like, if you have a job other than being on the road, then you are, it's not, you're not an actual comedian. Unless that job is a TV writing gig. Then you can still be a comedian, as, uh, but, but any other job is like, you're not actually doing this. You have a secret side of like, you're not a fucking comic. You're not a full-time comic. You make a little scratch on the road, but you ain't a fucking dog. You ain't out here with the rest of us. Hidling up Highway 43, dropping off a load of jokes and coming on back at midnight. Drive all night just to get back home. <laughs> but the way I see it, any job in the fucking media entertainment industry is a good way to supplement. Is a, is a you know, like the, being on the road as a full time. That's a fucking joke. Anyways, people who think that they're like people who do stand up, who don't have day jobs in this country are are fooling themselves into thinking that they're actual comedians, man, an actual comedian, a fucking actual comedian, a legitimate comic 
does door deals. So unless 95% of what you do is a fucking door deal, then you're not a fucking real comic. If you're just charging X amount of dollars for a service provided, well, that's what fucking DJs do. You know, that's what fucking you're a mobile entertainer. You know, you're not a fucking com a comic has a fucking fan base and a point of view and a, and a accompanying podcast and a fucking digital content that reinforces the fucking point of view. And it's not just like it's not just, hey, I'm a fun. Come, we're good. We'll sell you a fun time. Like that's the that's a mobile entertainer. A fucking stand up is is a um, you are operating in the sort of Socratic fucking mentality. That's why people always fucking are all are all hard on Patrice's dick. And I'm not going to like say that Patrice like Patrice is one of the best comics who ever lived. But people are all hard on his dick because he had the Socratic approach, which is kind of the seed of stand up, which is the Socratic approach is just an unexamined life is not worth living. And it's not necessarily about having the answers. It's about just the fact that we're able to ask these questions. And that's why a lot of comics look up to Patrice and they want to do that because he's all he's operating from the ultimate truth, the ultimate Socratic pursuit of truth. And that is one definition of stand up comedy. And I think that that has to be it doesn't have to be everything that you do. You can still be silly and funny and be Mitch Hedberg, but still operate from that Socratic Socratic questioning, you know, of of of, of his questioning was as of the language and the way that we communicate with each other and and why things are normal and why other things aren't normal. And he used a very silly sort of persona to to um and you know one-liners and everything to illustrate that and you just surely didn't get a sense of what Mitch Hedberg's personal life was like or what he thought about things um you know directly but the implicit bias and same with uh same with Jerry Seinfeld the implicit point of view is that every you're all fucking stupid <laughs> it's like don't you see how fucking stupid this shit is that's but Jerry Seinfeld what's the deal with him? And and then and then you know Mitch Hedberg's like oh I want a frozen banana I don't want a regular banana but yeah so it's like why are we ask these you know so so um that's the fucking that's the thing of stand up so that's why I feel like this radio shit is just like it's it's more it's like I'm in the entertainment industry I'm I'm you know exercising creativity every day I'm on the mic every single day I'm writing every single day. Um, you know, and this is, I'm writing content that's to be good enough to be put out and then thrown away again. Right. So you kind of get in this churn mentality of, of being able to generate new material at a very rapid pace and then throw it away and then keep on moving forward. So, uh, um, whereas stand up is like, especially in Alberta, it's like, buddy, once you got that fucking act, man, you can't really change that. Cause that's your moneymaker now. And you're going to be fucking singing those same old tunes you know fucking for uh for the rest of your goddamn days and and uh you know and that's all right and you're gonna make your fucking 60 to 100 and if you're on a good year and uh and that's it and then you know there may be a couple dummies that are like you're that's my favorite comedian but they also could they list maybe three other comics <laughs> I don't know why I have so much hate in my heart today for that. Um, okay, speaking of hate in my heart, I um, today is September 30th. Today is the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation in Canada. Um, as you know, or maybe don't know, uh, my girlfriend is Indigenous and I myself, uh, my great-great-grandfather who fought in the Red River Rebellion with Louis Riel. And so I, uh, on my dad's side, I'm also Métis and, and have a lot of uh, heritage there. 
Um, and I've been talking, I've talked about this shit before. Um, it's, it's really easy to fucking not consider the implications of the circumstances that led us to where we are today. You know, it's really easy to, to just go about your life without, you know, even considering, um, how, why you're even here or how you got here or what, what led to this sort of, you know, capitalist free for all. I can have oranges in January, um, world that we live in, you know, and it's, and it's really sad. And I think today is a day, like, obviously we're talking about residential schools, but this is, you know, this is a thing that's much larger and it, and it always comes back to capitalism. You know, there are two ways for, uh, for, for capitalists, um, to increase their profits and that's through finance or exploitation slash colonialism. Like, you know, we can either, we can either run into, to, you know, imaginary money scenarios, or we can just start literally exploiting the earth for, for what it has. And if some places don't have anything, then we're going to exploit the people. And if those people refuse to be exploited, then we're going to fucking murder them. Um, and, and it's something to definitely contemplate. Like, I don't think they're like this, the narrative, especially for, you know, it's really hard for me to talk about this stuff with some of my people in Alberta, because, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of times, a lot of these white guys are feeling like they're being attacked that, and they, they, and you know, they haven't done anything wrong. And, you know, that is true. Like there is no, you haven't committed, you know, what Chad, the white guy in fucking, you know, in wherever, in High River, you know, why should I, I didn't fucking do anything that happened a fucking long time ago, you know, and, and that sort of mentality is not really, um, you know, there's no, like, you can't internalize this, there's no blame, personal blame being shifted upon you, you don't have to feel guilty or, or that you've done anything wrong, but what it's about, because you haven't, you know, um, but what you have to realize is that there's, like, the the uh, that that the recognition of the circumstances that led you to be here today is like that's a heavy fucking thing to to deal with right and and that you should deal with that and then that should cause you once you contemplate the gen the true genocide then the, the 150 million you know lives that were that were murder you know horrifically murdered um or you know in order to start north america um, you know, to take that in is, is, is if you truly take that in, there is no way you can feel unsympathetic to the plight of the, of the Aboriginal person today who's still here. And it's a, and it's a fucking miracle that they're even still here, you know? Um, and that the reverberations of that violence have caused, uh, you know, millions of, of, of different variations of trauma that can manifest itself in fucking, uh, you know, substance abuse and, 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 you know, like there was a, my neighbor, my next door neighbor, when I moved into my house was a, was a judge in the Alberta corporate, uh, Alberta, um, he was a judge in the Alberta court system. And he told my dad when we moved in, this was 1994 or five, we moved into this house. And this is the quote, uh, uh, the quote of a judge of a lawyer and then a judge. In the Alberta court system, he said, if you see an Indian running down the back alley, you shoot him first and then you ask questions later. And that was a judge. And that was my next door neighbor. Um, 
And that's that's what the system was. That was the system saying that. That was an arbiter of justice um, saying those words to my dad who had just moved in as this is your my first piece of advice. This is the first thing I'm going to say to you. Hi, my name is, you know, I don't need to call this guy out. He's dead, but whatever. My name is uh, whatever my next door neighbor's name was. And, and nice to meet you. Oh, you guys are moving in? Good. Here's a piece of advice. And... That's that's and to say that those systems are still not in place or that the that the reverberations and echoes of those sentiments don't still bounce around institutions of power is ridiculous. Um, so it's just about that. It's not about, you know, to to any other white guys who might be pissed off about this day to any I, I shouldn't say other white guys to any any white guys or or, or anybody who might be might feel like there's no reason for this or that this is whatever. Um, you know, there's still just look around, man. Listen, just take a listen. And today isn't about you. Um, today is about contemplation and it's just about, you know, giving thanks. Um, maybe thanks isn't the right word, but just, just listening, you know, um, it's about listening, I think. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, not funny, obviously. <laughs> it shouldn't be, though. Today, you know, I gave you a little juice off the top, but uh, I did want to, you know, make a good point today on this, on the show today to, um, to acknowledge that, you know. This is some heavy fucking shit, man. 150 million people. And, you know, colonization fueled by capitalism and the intersectionalities of climate change, you know, all of this, uh, like I said, truth and reconciliation and climate change go hand in hand. The abolishment of capitalism, you know, goes hand in hand. Um, Yeah. <laughs> That's the show for this week. Uh, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our Patreons. Uh, Anthony, Blair, Joel, Nick and Mac, Bubba, Marnus, Bryce, Taryn, and in the motherfucking Hall of Fame, call that an Andre say the name. What up? Um, also, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our sponsor, KingTutsCannabis.com. You can use the promo code Drew, D-R-E-W, for 10% off your order. Go to KingTutsCannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew for 10%. And if you go visit them today, there's a little extra juice um, because of National Truth and Reconciliation Day. Shout out, KingTutsCannabis.com. Um, okay, so that's the show. Thank you guys so much. I'll check back in on you on Monday.